0: This this is my favourite day, my favourite day of the week. It's a Sunday. Sunday's my favourite day of the week because we come and we meet together in the church here um, and it's just meeting with our family. We're meeting with folks that love the Lord Jesus and so I love a Sunday. It's the best day of the week for me and it means also that I don't have to do any work as well. So, Sunday's a good day, but as Pete said, this is the first Sunday of a brand new year, first Sunday of 2020, and it is a tradition, um, probably, in this church that we would share, well, some folks would share what they have found in the Lord Jesus and how he has changed, how he's transformed their lives, and how he's worked uh, for them. And it's something that the psalmist would remind us uh, that we should do. It says in Psalm 22, verse 22, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And that's just what we are here to do do, today. And we've got three folks. We've got uh, Lilius, we've got Sylvia, and we've got Dougal, who are going to be sharing um, a bit about their lives. And Lorraine is maybe going to sing as a song as well. So I don't want to waste any more time. I'm going to ask Lilius. She's been nominated to go first. Uh, so, up you come, Lilius, and we look forward to all that you've got to share with us. Anything that
1: doesn't involve IT, Well, I had the privilege of being brought up in a Christian home, and I'm extremely grateful for that. Particularly nowadays, when we look around the world and we see the chaos. And horror that is in many families. I just give thanks for my parents. At the age of about eight, there was a special mission in the East Kilbride Baptist Church where we went at that time. And my mum was in the choir, my dad was in the counselling room, my brother was playing the organ, and so I was sitting beside my next door neighbour who didn't usually come to church anyway, so that was quite interesting. And I don't remember a word of what the guy said except he said it with an Irish accent. Uh, and I suddenly was aware of the physical distance between my family and myself, and whatever this chap was saying, it rung through to me that, you know, if the Lord came back and he didn't know any better, he mightn't be able to find my parents, and he wouldn't know that they were Christians, so I had to do something about it for myself. So that night, I gave my heart to the Lord, and I asked for forgiveness of my sins, and my dad actually counseled me and led me to the Lord, which was exciting. Uh, I couldn't rely on their faith. None of us can rely on our parents' faith. We have to have a faith of our own. My dad was a civil engineer working in the East Kilbride Development Corporation, and as East Kilbride neared completion as a new town, he had to move to the next one. So we were set for a move to Livingston. I was 15 by this time, and although I knew that God never makes mistakes, I was a wee bit doubtful about his wisdom on this particular occasion. Uh, The East Cobride Youth Fellowship used to go away for their annual weekend in a double-decker bus, and they filled the double-decker bus. And it was an extremely lively group to be involved in. Whereas we were going to settle in Bathgate until Livingston sort of took shape, and there was about a 20-year age gap between me and the next youngest person in the Bathgate church. Hence, God was maybe getting things a wee bit wrong. Peter Barber gave me the verse Romans 8, 28, when we left East Cobride. I think he knew that I didn't think this was a very good idea. And you know that verse, I'm sure, well. We know that in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. If we'd not moved east, I probably wouldn't have gone to Heriot-Watt University and probably would not have met Adrian, and the rest of this story could have been extremely different. (laughs) Often looking back over the years, looking back the way over the years, and the steps that God has led is much more beneficial for us than trying to look forward. It's no use trying to mop out the future for ourselves. We don't know best. We were married in Ladywell and set up home there as Adrian was also working in Livingston Development Corporation. Then later we were involved in the start of the Dedridge Church in Livingston. Our son Martin was born. He was a normal, lively, inquisitive toddler of two and a half when Pamela was born. And to begin with, there were no problems that we were aware of. Pamela was a very good baby to deal with, but by the time she was due her 10-month check, we were aware, well I was aware, that she was too good. She had no inquisitive streak, and she stayed where you put her. I keep shouting at this machine. She was diagnosed with microcephaly, and to start with, her consultant said, she may develop at half speed. Then the next time it was, well, maybe it'll be a quarter speed. And then he started making no comment on any speed. We started on an intense therapy system with her, and along with that, I dragged everyone to a few healing meetings in Falkirk, because I felt sure that God was going to be glorified in her healing. Her therapy program involved a lot of neighbors, a lot of people from church, a lot of people who didn't know the Lord, and so clearly, he was going to heal her, and they were going to be saved as a result of all of this. We're now going back to the who-knows-best scenario. Finally, however, we met up with Jim Graham, who had been my pastor in East Kilbride as a child and who had a healing ministry in Gold Hill, London. Jim prayed for us as a family, that we would have peace, and that prayer was answered. We got on with our therapy and I became settled, leaving things in God's hands. She had no speech or mobility and was totally dependent for all of her 36 years. Yet she was very sociable, made lots of fans through church, therapy and hospital stays. Needless to say, there were some extremely difficult patches throughout her life, and lots of medical issues that I would much rather she'd not had to face. But it's great to imagine the scene in glory now as she walks around and sings praise to her saviour. Our church life has been quite exciting too. It seems from conversations here that lots of people have been born and brought up in the valley, and therefore been involved in the same church for generations, not the Currys. Probably because we were involved in new towns most of the time we've been involved in new churches too and so far in our married life we've been involved in six churches I hope that that's a final figure (laughs) (laughs) Six churches before Townhead and we've settled here very easily thanks to all of you for that One of our wedding hymns was May the mind of Christ my Saviour live in me from day to day And I'd like to finish just by reading two verses that still ring true to me. May the peace of God, my father, rule my life in everything, that I may be calm to comfort sick and sorrowing. May I run the race before me strong and brave to face the foe, looking only unto Jesus as I onward go. I trust that the Lord will help me to continue to do that. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you, Lilius. From a testimony like that, it would be apparent to everyone, I'm sure, that becoming a Christian doesn't solve the problems in life. But the Lord was with both Adrian and Lilius through those 36 difficult years and is still with them today. And that's a bit of what we were thinking about in our communion service just the love and the rest that being a child of God, a lamb of God, uh, brings to us. We're going to ask uh, Sylvia if she'll come up and share with us now. It's great to have our wee sister in this fellowship because she's one of the weird ones. Look at that, I'm like a giant, aren't I? (laughs)
2: Things. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. I'm a bit. There we are. <laughs> <A> Better. <laughs> um, about God's faithfulness in my life, to, about God's guidance and His providence, and how. And that's what I would like to testify to today. I grew up in a Christian home, in a lovely Christian home with mum and dad and two older sisters and um, who honored God, and we read the Bible, we prayed every day. That's what we did as a family. And i wasn 't allowed my lunch until you know on a Sunday until I memorized the whole psalm you know and re- recited it to mum, you know so it was that kind of thing, and we never really questioned that but but that was just part and parcel of what we were and um, and i 've committed my life several times to to God just to be sure you know um, and, but but that's the, that that was my kind of upbringing and I can see God's faithfulness throughout my life. I can't. I can tell you lots of things. I can't really pinpoint one thing. You know, there's so many things where we've seen God's faithfulness in my life. One of the things was, um, and His Word really pray, played such a huge part in um, in everyday life in, at a very early age. And one of the things I remember when I first moved to Scotland, um, and I was—that was my first time moving so far away from mum and dad—and um, we came here, and and God gave me the verse, you know. And it wasn't just once, you know, a few times from Joshua, one um, nine. I'm sure you know it. Says, "Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous." Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And he has been faithful to that verse, you know, until now. I can testify to that. Um, Adjusting to life in Scotland, meeting Colin, you know, getting married, having kids. um, We've done another move since, you know. And all through that, God has been faithful. Um, And God's guidance, again, God's guidance, again, in bringing me to Scotland. So I first came to attend uh, an international conference, a youth conference at Lendrick Muir that Chris was at. Um, and we, I heard about the gap year programme at Lendrick Muir. So I went home for less than a month and I came back to join the gap year programme. Now don't ask me how and all that because God's plans are different to mine, clearly. And um, I prayed prayers that were answered. I asked God for signs. They were fulfilled. Um, again, just how God guides you every step of the way, you know, that's that's the whole point. And the same when we moved to um, Gowan Bank as well, and um, to Darville, at the start of 2018, uh, one of the verses that came to me again, over and over again, was from Isaiah 43. It said, Behold, I am doing a new thing now, it's, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that was very significant for us at that time. Um, and he guided us through that. And both for Colman and I, you know, we had to... It was the next step of faith that we needed to make. Um, and I'm sure you will have heard Gavin and Kathy's story of how they sold their house and the timing of that. But for us, in our head, you know, within, within a week of having accepted the job, we had a house... And if every, and everyone said to us, well, if you think that's how easy it is to buy a house, it's not. Um, and, and even that was another confirmation that this is where God wanted us to be now. You know, and again, since then, I've, we've had so many confirmations, you know, and I'm not going to go into all of the detail, but, but really God has guided us, you know, through his word, through circumstances, through people in our lives, and we can testify to that. And, and the last thing is really God's providence. Again, I can, te- you know, I can testify to that throughout all of my life again. Um, but at the start of last year, um, one of the key verses was, you can see how the word of God kind of comes into my life each year and each day. Um, and the verse was from Psalm, uh, was from Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And trusting in God was the easy bit because I do that. I've done that from when I was little. But um, And do not lean on your own understanding. That was the hard bit for me, you know, because when I understand things, it's easier to accept things. I can move on. But when you don't understand, you kind of... Are kind of stuck somewhere, you know, and for me that was a big thing. And um, especially when my dad passed away, and I'm going, he was fine. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Um, he was fine and healthy, but really I just had to learn to accept um, my mum's response. My mum's response was she phoned to say, Dad passed away, and I said, What happened? And mum's response was, It's God's timing, that's all. You know, and that was it, and that was her faith, and I think that kind of I, I just had to learn to accept that and and God has given us the strength and the grace to go through it all, you know, um since that and and practically He provided us for going to India and back, you know, for the funeral. um I also gave up my work at Lendrick Muir halfway through last year. Now again, that didn't make any sense in my head because I still loved it, but um but again. God, God guided me through that, but He's also provided for us, you know, and provided the peace and the strength that I needed to cope with that and keep going. So, um, yeah, again, I can go on, but I won't. so just to say that, I think looking back, we can only give thanks, you know, for all that He's brought us through. Um, and I thought um, I would sing a song, if that's okay. Um, it just really summarizes all of that. Um, that I've said, you know, and um, this is a family favorite. And, um, and since then, thank you, since then I heard how uh, my mum and my sisters were over uh, in, well, they, they sang this at church last Sunday as they were giving their testimony. So it's through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus, I've learned to trust in God. So just join in if you want to so. I've
3: had many tears and sorrows. I've had places for tomorrow
0: you, so uh, Sylvia. That was great. Um, just another confirmation of all the difficulties and problems that uh, come into folks' lives, but uh, God has the answer and God will see them through. That we, I just took a photograph of it while we were singing. Um, earlier on it said, for all that you have done for us, for every battle won, we will raise a song to bless your heart for all you have done, and there's been a lot in Sylvia's life, and we thank you for your lovely family being here, but you learn different things at a service like this, and I hadn't heard uh, anything of uh, Sylvia's testimony, but she said that God leads through his word, and the verse that can mean so much to you is the thing that leads you on and leads you through, and she shared from Isaiah 43, and it says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And that was the verse that she was given when she was going to Gowan Bank with Colin. Well, that was the verse that we were given when we were getting out of Gowan Bank. <laughs> and that's, I've just written, Gowan Bank 2015, uh, December that was the verse that we were given and we prayed about it and I tried to learn those verses and I've shared that before from 18 to 21 and I could not learn those four verses no matter how hard I tried but that was the passage that God gave to us and we read it hundreds uh, hundreds of times so it just shows you how God can use uh, a verse in different ways um, bringing in and taking out Lorraine, do you want to come and sing Um, a song for us now?
4: So you
0: broken hearts and broken lives, and it's all been solved for us through the blood of the Lord Jesus. Our last speaker this morning is Dougal. We're ready to go. Thanks, Dougal. Look forward to what you've got to share from the Lord.
5: Quite an act to follow. I I can't sing or anything or play anything, but I too was brought up in a Christian-based family background, so Becoming a Christian was quite straightforward. Um, I wasn't a drinker, I wasn't a smoker, I wasn't anything before it. I wasn't a drug or anything beforehand. It was a natural progression. And what I am now, a nice, s- soft-spoken, shy, kind person. That's, I've always been like that, and I hope I always will be. <clears throat> but having gone up to university, I was now involved with... Uh, United Free Church of Scotland, and I was called to help out as a steward at a, at a rally one evening up in the music hall, and it was a, a speaker, the Reverend Samuel Doctorian from Bible Lands Mission, and he came and he spoke to, there must have been about, oh, about four or five hundred of us in, in, the, in the audience, in the congregation, and at the end he gave an altar call. Now, I'd never been involved with altar calls before. And he said, if, you put your hand, if you've given, given your life to the Lord, if you want to accept the Lord Jesus into your life tonight, put up your hand and come forward. Now, whoa, whoa hang on here. That had never happened to me before. I had accepted the Lord Jesus, yes, yes, but I'd never done a, I had never made a, a physical expression of it, public expression of it. So I made sure that evening when I got home into my flat in Torrey, Aberdeen, I said, right, I got on my knees and I prayed to the Lord and I said, and audibly, I said, Lord, please come into my life. And fantastic. A year almost a day later, I was involved in a little bit of a, an accident on a mountain, Loch Nagar. And I was caught in an avalanche, buried in the snow for about eight and a half hours. And they find me because my hand was peeping above the snow. I had one hour to live had they not found me within that one hour. I had a few little cuts and bruises all over the place. But after defrosting, about three weeks later, I realized what had happened, because I had lost a a lot of memory and everything else. And when when I realized what had happened, I said, Lord, you've saved me for a reason. I'm yours, do with me whatever you want. I don't know if I should have said that, because a year later, almost to the very day, I was called out to South Africa to work in the gold mines. So where I'd gone up in the world, I was now going down in the world. I was going down 4,000 feet in some very hairy, scary places. But it was amazing being so open like that, that I was now involved in Christian coffee bars. I was now involved in Youth for Christ. I was the chairman of the local branch. I was involved in setting up a new church, a Church of England of the province in South Africa. I was involved with... Teaching home cell groups, home houses, home groups, whatever you call them, and that was fantastic. And then, about six years ago, I got the call to come back, to come back to 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 Scotland again. Like some of our previous people said, "What now? You know, South Africa, lovely weather, fantastic weather. If you're watching the cricket at the moment, I hope South Africa winning. And you see blue skies." Heat 25, 26 degrees. We were out there, Linda and I went out there three or four uh, months ago, and it was winter, and it's 25, 26 degrees. Okay, it was cold at night, but that's neither here there. Why oh, come back to Scotland? I don't really know. I didn't know at the time, but about three years ago, I met the young lady at the back there, Linda, my, my wife, at a conference. And about two years ago, we ended up in a place called Darvel what on earth is planned here? What's, you know, what's the game here? And it's been fantastic meeting up with Scripture Union at Gawain Bank through the Valley Prayer Meeting that we have once a month. Through that, meeting up with the different churches, this Tynehead Church. It's just fantastic, you know? And so I've now got involved with Gideon's through Joseph and Adrian and company. Fantastic. And I'm now involved with the Rotary as well, and hopefully the Rotary is going to help Link up, help provide funding and stuff. Where all the other groups are mixed up with, so it's amazing how the Lord has. If we look back, at the time we're not we're never sure of where the Lord is leading us, but if we allow ourselves to be open to His leading and the guidance and pray, that it's amazing how God has led all the way through these different journeys I've made, and at the end we can say truly, and I'm sure you can all agree, we serve. An awesome God, a really awesome God. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Dougal. It is amazing just how God works in everyone's lives. Um, I would just like if we could sing that hymn again, Chris. Um, I don't know what the first verse was, and um, we haven't sang it that often. Uh, but the second last verse, I think, it is it says, "In all our failures." and regrets. You've always led us home. Redemption's arm has raised us up, our triumph in the storm. I would just ask if everyone could um, remember Brenda. Just now, Brenda's going through a very, very difficult time. She's uh, very, very unwell at the moment, and her family are with her. I will just ask, you know, if there's if you don't have to rush away this morning to get lunch prepared for the family or anything like that, anyone who could stay behind just to pray for Brenda and for Kim as well, who's seriously ill up in Wusha, If we could just stay just for a f- few moments together just to bring these two ladies uh, before the Lord in prayer. But We'll just sing this hymn, then I'll close in prayer. Um, and I thank you all for coming, and I just trust that God will bless you in this year of 2020.
6: Story and I like from mountain top to
0: 2020, brand new year that God has graciously given us thus far. Can I leave a verse with you from the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah, and he says, this is what the Lord says, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it. You've got an opportunity this morning to stand at the crossroads. You've heard lives. God can work in your life in just the same way through Jesus and all he's done at the cross in giving his life for us. So you've an opportunity this morning to stand at the crossroads and ask. Ask these folks that you've heard. How they got on this path to share with you or anyone else in the church this morning. We'd be willing to sit with you and to share and show you the way that leads home. So ask for those ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And Jeremiah says, and then walk in it. Walk in it. But that was to God's people then. And the next part of that verse says these words, and you will find rest for your souls, even in the difficulties and the problems and the battles that we'll have to go through. We can find rest and peace in Jesus. But it says at the end of the verse, but you said, but you said we will not walk in it. We will not walk in it. Don't say that this morning. Take the opportunity that you have today to walk in the ways of the Lord and know the blessing that that can be in your life. Let's just pray together. Our God and our Father, we thank you grateful thanks this morning for this opportunity that we've had just to be together, this opportunity that we've had to be in your presence this morning. And our Father, we thank you for every life and every family represented here in this place today. And we ask, our Father, through the power of your Spirit that you will work in every life. You will touch every heart. You know the difficulties and the problems that each one is going through. And, our Father, we thank you that Jesus is the answer to our problems today. We ask, our Father, that each one will hold hold on to him and ask for his leading in our lives. So, our Father, we ask that you'll bless us in this new year. Give us the opportunity to share what we know of Jesus with the folks of the Mills and Darville. And, our Father, we ask that this will be a year when men and women will take time to stand at the crossroads and look and see Jesus on the cross at Calvary for them. Our Father, may light come to this valley. May life be changed and transformed and brought into your amazing family. So, our Father, we would just ask that you would bless the folks as they would leave from this place today, again, as we would lift Brenda and Kim before you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming, folks.